The Getting Worked Podcast, Mike's getting tipsy. He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey. When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling. Talking about the beers and it's so interesting. Mike's online, you can give him a follow. End of the day, he be cleaning up the tacos. No better podcast if you ask me. Getting Worked, you can leave off the last G. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. At the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP, getting worked. Out, getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. 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 of the internet getting work is back i'm mike this is getting worked hello or should i say hello sweet baby you guys are going to be hearing me do a lot of that lispy voice this week because we're talking about dusty mother fucking roads the american dream the son of a plumber the common man Every other podcast is going to talk to you about the hard times promo. They're going to talk to you about the polka dots, baby. This week, I want to take a little bit of a different look at my favorite things about Dusty Rhodes. We're going to talk about my favorite promo, the Weaver Lock. We're also going to take a look back to when my friend Fonzie punched Dusty in the face. We're going to talk about all that shit this week. I'm going to give you the full uncut Dusty Rhodes story from Bill Fonzie Alfonso of ECW fame. We're also going to take a look at my favorite Dusty Rhodes promo, the Weaver Lock. But first, make sure if you're listening to this podcast, like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you guys get your podcasts. Getting Worked is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or gettingwork.com. Make sure you guys go like and subscribe. Do whatever it is you do to support podcasts, you dirty little fuck. But let's get this motherfucker started. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the legendary subject of this week's episode of Getting Worked. We're talking about him. I bring you. An entire episode of Dusty Roads. American Dream. He's just a common man. People of the internet. One of the things I want to make sure we do for you here at Getting Worked is make sure that your balls ain't funky like a monkey. I don't want that. Dusty wouldn't want that. Make sure you guys go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code GETTING20 for 20% off and free shipping on all your Manscaped products for your family jewels. But that's not all. There's a new Manscaped product alert, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped has just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look at the mirror. I guarantee you're gonna see hairs sticking out of those holes in your nose, in your ears, everywhere. One of the 
the things I'm always super conscious about, because not only do I do this podcast, but outside of this, I spend half of my day talking on video chats. I'm sure you guys do too. The last thing you want is all these hairs sticking out of your nose and your ears, got you looking all funky, baby. It's time to get trimmy. Manscaped is helping you get trimmy because Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which is going to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. I'll tell you what, the fact that the Manscaped trimmer is great on your balls and your dick and doesn't pull that hair is one thing. Nothing will make your eyes water more than having those fucking hairs pulled out of your nose too rough. That shit fucking sucks. Manscaped has got you covered though, because the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker has a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360 degree rotary dual blade system. So make sure you guys go out, get yourself a Weed Whacker, get the hair out of those holes. Make yourself look like the American dream. Don't be funky like a monkey, baby. Go with Manscaped. Use my promo code GETTING20 for 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped.com now. We're going to keep the ball rolling, keep the show going. It's dusty day, ladies and, well, dusty week, ladies and gentlemen. Either way, it's the Dusty Roads episode of Getting Work, God damn it. We're going to talk about my favorite motherfucking Dusty Roads promo of all time. This is the Weaver Lock promo. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fan of wrestling, you might be very well familiar with Dusty Roads' famous Hard Times promo. It's a great promo. Wonderful. One of the most important promos in wrestling. But if you ask me, nothing, and I mean fucking nothing, beats this Weaver Lock promo. Dusty's cutting this in the AWA. Uh, a young, very high-pitched Tony Schiavone is interviewing him in this promo. Uh, Dusty's already a big name at this point. He has just learned a new move called the Weaver Lock. Uh, he learned it from Johnny Weaver. Now, that's the whole thing, is, is the old idea when a wrestler got tired or their act got stale. Go learn a new hold. You'll hear tons of people tell the kind of stories with JR and Dusty. Go away, learn a new hold, come back. And that's what Dusty did. He had been gone, took, a, some, took some time off, came back, learned a new hold, learned the Weaver Lock. Essentially, the Weaver Lock is a sleeper headlock. He puts this interesting crank on it with the left arm and shakes people until they pass out. The idea is he sells it as a true sleeper, baby. You know, the fact that this is a real shoot move that's going to put you down, put you to sleep. So this is Dusty threatening Lex Luger that he's going to take him down with the weave lock. And the fucking best part of this promo is the fact that he just keeps poking at Lex Luger, calling him pretty. He's so pretty. He's so pretty. But Dusty's going to dog you. 
Dusty's gonna fucking dog you. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Dusty Rhodes and the Weaver Lock promo. Here we go. Okay, fans. Back with you once again on World Championship Wrestling. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And early in the program, JJ said, you know, you can't put the sleeper on anybody, the Weaver Lock on anybody when you're up in the backbreaker. But you can't get you up in the backbreaker if he's asleep either. You know, you would think that I was the first wrestler in the history of the world and the universe to learn a new hole. When Dusty Rhodes goes to the bathroom, everybody talk about it. When Dusty Rhodes get a new car, everybody wants one. When I get a new house, everybody wants one. When I get a lot of money, everybody wants one. When I go for a title, everybody talks about it. The Weaver Lock, legitimate sleeper, gonna put your lights out. Lex Luger, I got more to say to you on that subject, but come over here with me, Tony. We're going to walk over here to the vast television land in this monitor and take a look, take one simple look at a man that tried to put his nose in my business and what happened to him right here. So at this point, they're cutting to footage of Dusty putting someone in the Weaver Lock. In a previous show, people have been talking shit. Dusty puts this motherfucker out, chokes him out, basically showing how badass a move the Weaver Lock is. And Johnny Weaver actually is going to be at ringside. And they bring that up in the fact. Now, this is what promos never are anymore. And this is why I fucking love this promo. Dusty Rhodes is talking to Tony Schiavone, putting over the move, putting over the fact that he's coming back, putting over the Weaver Lock. Then they cut to a clip of him actually putting somebody into the Weaver Lock and choking him the fuck out. Listen, the crowd is going fucking nuts. This is an example of Dusty selling the move and was selling the story all he did was learn a new move he learned a fucking chokehold a headlock nothing special but he sold it he sold it with all that conviction he looks the crowd dead in the eyes and says this is the move that's gonna choke you out Lex Luger this is the move that I've never been put in it's a bad move and I'm a bad motherfucker for knowing it this is why promos were great when men like Dusty Rhodes would cut them. This is what was great about professional wrestling and still is. And the best part is coming up because you guys are about to hear Dusty Rhodes talking about dog and Lex Luger. I'm a dog, you baby. You know, tell him, hear him talking about calling Lex Luger so pretty. This is what talking shit in a promo was all about. Dusty knew how to do it. This is why this is my favorite promo from Dusty Rhodes and one of my favorite promos in wrestling. This is the motherfucking Weaver Lock. The Weaver Lock, baby. Tell him, Dusty. Tell him! It's very obvious it's a very, very dangerous hole. Well, Johnny Weaver tells me it's a dangerous hole. I ain't had it put on me yet, see? I ain't been to sleep. This country right now, the wrestling network WTBS, 
Pro Worldwide Wrestling, the UWF Jim Cracker Promotion is spreading the greatest array of talent, the greatest wrestling people in the world right now, doing it to it. And Lex Luger, I got something for you now. I'm going to start dogging you. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to start dogging you now because I got a real close look at Lex Luger. He is the total package. He is the greatest physical specimen I ever been in the ring with. Bar none. Bar none. But let me tell you something. Now then, as I looked at his face, and I looked at his face, I said, there ain't a scar on his body. I said, he's a pretty boy. You know what I mean? He's so pretty. He's photogenic. He can go out with nice clothes. Looks so pretty on television. I come out here with his old broken nose, this old eyes shut, this old ear cauliflower, half my teeth not straight, and I thought to myself, now that I'm going to be dogging you, I'm going to bust you open, I'm going to scar you up, I'm going to close your eyes, I'm going to bust your nose, I'm going to bust your leg, I'm going to scar you up, baby, you ain't going to be pretty no more, and yes, I do want the U.S. heavyweight title, but yes, my main man, Nikita Koloff, says it well. You got to beat me. I am the legend. There is no other walking around being cool legend in the world today. But the- Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, and we'll be right back. That's what I'm fucking talking about. God damn. God damn. Dusty knew how to cut a fucking promo. You can watch that on YouTube. You can watch that on the network. Go check out the fucking Weaver Lock promo. I mean, we just listen to it, but go watch it. See the conviction in fucking Dusty's eyes. Talking about choking Lex Luger out. Talking about dogging him, baby. So we're going to take a little left turn here this week on getting worked. We've we've held Dusty up. We've, we've talked about him. We've worshipped him. Now it's time for a story. It's time for a horse of a different color. This one's on Fonzie, guys. This one isn't on me. You might have heard this one on a previous episode, but here it is. The full uncut fucking story. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you the story of Bill Fonzie Alfonso punching. I can't even fucking say it. He fucking punched Dusty Rhodes. God damn it. Uh, we're going to get into these questions, but before we get into the specific ones, I got a lot of questions about one thing you said last week. What? Well, I said a lot of things. <laughs> you said a lot of shit. I mean, we covered alligator stories, plane crashes, fucking road stories, drug overdoses, everything. Yeah, 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 but, but. I didn't leave nothing out. I didn't leave nothing out. You said you punched Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was going to save that fantastic story because my social media director, Angelica Alfonso, who's my niece, and she's terrific. And you guys have met her and heard about her. She's posting pretty soon. Since the first podcast tour I started like almost two months ago, um, was so successful, getting a lot of good feedback. The people love the stories and all legitimate. And I have a great time and I get good reviews. So we're launching Podcast 2, Podcast 2 Tour with Bill Alfonso. So I'll be doing podcasts with some of the same podcast people and more. So I was saving that Dusty story for that. But since you're my boy, 
since I've been on your show four times, I'm going to tell the story firsthand on your on your show if you want me to. This is the question I got multiple times from people in one form and another. I got, whether it was, did he say he punched Dusty? To when the fuck did Fonzie punch Dusty? To wait, is this the same story I heard? Okay. Okay, so what time frame are we talking? Early 80s. Early 80s. Okay. All right, so early 80s. Where were you at the time where you and Dusty are in the same area, the same promotion? What's going on? I, I, I got hired May of 1980 for Florida Championship Wrestling. Eddie Graham, the owner. Right. Dusty the booker. One of the bigger companies in the fucking country. World mm-hmm. renowned. Gordon Soley. Oh, my God. I signed a contract with them. So I'm working for them. Dusty's a booker. I'm fucking learning. I'm green. I'm a young referee, but enthusiast. Uh, I want to do my job good. And I was good. I was a natural. And I became better and better. Uh, and got familiar with all the guys. And then I started being well-liked by a year after being trained by the greatest sports entertainment guys on the planet at that time. Eddie Graham, Dusty, Dory Funk, Jack Briscoe, all these freaking guys. Uh, crazy. I met tons of guys. Bobo Brazil, the Sheik. I was trained by the best. So I'm getting better. So I'm, at Florida Championship Wrestling, we would tape TV, which you've seen the Florida Championship mm-hmm. Wrestling TV shows. I'm all over. We would tape that on Wednesday and then Wednesday morning and then go to Miami for the Miami show that night. So TV in the morning, drive to Miami, do the show, drive back. The next day, drive back to Tampa, based out of Tampa. Fuck. The next day, we were, in, we were in Jacksonville. So, that was a hard day. Yeah. And you think Dusty and Black Jack Mulligan in the top matches drove? No, it's 250 miles. They flew on the twin-engine plane. You know what I mean? But me and all the other guys had to drive, which is no problem. You know, the stars should fly. Right. They're back at 12 o'clock at night. We're back at 4 in the morning. So what? So once in a while, a spot would open up on the airplane. And they made it. I was well-liked by Dusty. It was his left-hand man, not his right-hand man. His right-hand man was J.J. Dillon at that time. J.J.'s excellent system booker. He was fantastic. J.J. Dillon, very good friend of mine. So, hold on. Dusty's left-hand man. I would do, you know, I'd meet Dusty at 7 o'clock. We'd go over the format of the show for a big show. At 7.15, I was done. I had the whole show in my brain, and I would go tell everybody involved. Dusty would talk to me. Not everybody, not the 25 guys on the show would talk to me. It was my responsibility to translate Dusty's thoughts to these 25 guys and get it right. And I did. That's what I was well-liked. So, so you're you're middle manning. You, so the yes. middle manning from Dusty to the boys has yes. gotten you on the plane. Is is this is this is this the Graham's plane or is this like a, a who's who, this is the company plane that they're flying on? Are you guys no, flying on a com, or like commercial? Uh, there were several planes. You could rent one, lease one from the hangar, hangar one. You could lease one. Eddie Graham had a plane that only held four, but usually they want six guys. And they would lease one. So, you know, it's 400, 500 bucks to fly to Miami round trip. Okay, so you're not on Delta. 
Well, I can't afford that. I have to drive. It's economics for me because I'm only making X amount of dollars. Dusty's making tons of money. They can afford to fly. But right. once in a while, Dusty would say, hey, uh, my grandma's not going to Miami. There's a little cubby hole you can sit in and fly with us and fly back. We're not going to charge you again, Fonzie. Are you kidding me? We want you to come. I said, really? So it was a treat for me to jump in a plane with Dusty and Harley Race and Eddie Graham and Jack Briscoe and fly to Miami, do a show, and fly mm-hmm. back at home at 12 o'clock. Amazing. I'm a young kid, 22 years old. Fuck what I know. But So that's how the story started, where I sucker punched Dusty. Is that what you're leading up to, the sucker punch? Yeah, so, okay, so how do you go from right, he's, you're, he's inviting you on the plane. Yes. Why, why do you sucker punch him? Okay, now, this is my first two years in the business. I'm young. Mm-hmm. I don't drink alcohol. I smoke very little pot. I'm clean cut. I'm well dressed. I'm well man. I'm learning the business. I'm humble, and I'm on the lower side of the business because you know I'm the referee. So they thought Black Jack Mulligan and Dusty thought it'd be very funny for them to pour me a drink, uh, a shot of Jack Daniels. Hey, Bonnie, look, who's in the back seat that cubby hole? Oh, it's Fonzie flying with They fly every week. I'm a, I'm a novelty piece for them. They're making fun of me, have a good time. <laughs> uh, so they pour me another shot. So now I got three or four or five shots of Jack Daniels in me. Mm-hmm. Now I got, the flight's only 49 minutes from Miami to Tampa. And they go 250 miles an hour on the plane. Uh, so I got eight or nine or ten shots. When I got off that plane, I was so fucking drunk, I could barely say <laughs> So And I didn't have a ride home from the airport because I was supposed to drive. They invited me on the plane at the last minute. I was going to jump in with Ron Bass and Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo and ride with them. But no, I got a chance to go on a plane with Dusty. So I said, they said, well, go ahead, Fonzie. Because they liked when I... Because they would have to wait for me. They would say they were, they were the seventh or eighth match. There was nine matches. They would have to wait three more matches because I would referee the main event. Right. So we'd get out there the last people at the shower. So they were glad I was on the place so they could leave early. So Dusty and Black Jack Molly got me fucking drunk. And out of my drink at that point. So we get off the plane and Dusty said, oh, you know, Buzzy? I said, I'll, uh, I'll take you home. Where do you live? Where are you? city? So on the way to Dusty's truck, he's got a red Ford Dually, two four wheels in the back pickup truck. And on the way to his truck was parked, you know, 35 feet from the entryway. He says, he says fine. Him and Black Deck Mulligan say, hey, Fonzie, you see that trash can right there? You know, a regular size trash can, a plastic one. Right. He said, you know, Mulligan kicked that trash can and it went over the curb. How far do you think you can kick it? I said, if I kick that trash can, Dusty, I'm going to kick it past Mulligan 25 feet. Oh, Jesus said, okay. Christ. So I get, to run, I get to run and start to kick the trash can. This is a rib on me. You're so drunk, drunk challenging Mulligan to do right. anything. Anything. So, so I kicked the trash can, but it was they knew it was bolted down to the ground. You know, there was no way. Oh, for said, fuck's so sake. It was, so it was a rib on me. Just, so I went first. I went to kick the thing. I busted my ass. I fell. I busted my arm. I was bleeding. Got juice, everything. So then they felt a little bad. So Dusty says, jump in the truck. I'll take you home. So we're, uh, we passed my house. I don't know where I live because I'm so fucking drunk. I said, I think it's right there. Oh, that, 
Jesse's going around the block. My wife looks out the window and says, I seen that red truck pass the house about eight times. I didn't know what house I lived in because I was so drunk. So finally, Dusty got so fucking tired of me that I was so drunk. It was his fault that he wanted me to fucking take it, drive me off somewhere and take a cab home. I, so he said that. I said, fuck you. And out of that, when he wanted to get me out of his car because we couldn't find my house, it was already 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was their fault for getting me drunk. I sucker punched Dusty. We're in the, I'm in the passenger side and he's in the driver's side. He's leaning over. Fonzie, brother, I got to go home too. We got to find out where you live. I hit him so fucking hard. He had chew in his mouth because he dipped. You know, he dipped that, yeah. out, that, uh, that skull or whatever. That skull and his face turned and went all over the windshield and shit. He couldn't believe I fucking hit him. So what does he do? He gets, doesn't get mad. He says, okay, that's enough, Fonzie. He gets my wrestling bag. Throws it out the door and throws me out. I'm at a 7-Eleven at fucking 3 in the morning. Dusty drives off. Oh, my God. And the uh, 7-Eleven people called the cops because they see me suck and punch the guy and throw my bag out. And so the cops come. I said, I tell them the story. Hey, Dusty got me drunk. Now the cops are laughing with me, too, or at me. I said, look, Dusty, they got me drunk. We just show Miami. Oh, they know Dusty, Gordon Soli. They're, you know, Florida wrestling, the big stars. So they said, jump in the car, we'll take you on, what's your address? And for some reason, I knew my address, 2719 right. Palmetto Street or whatever. They took me right home, and fucking that was the end of the story. My wife said, why is the police bringing you home? And then I had to explain the whole story to her. <laughs> I got drunk on a plane, I kicked the trash can, I sucked up on Dusty, I threw me out at the 7-Eleven, the fucking police came. They recognize the story and at least I'm home. There's there's like five different ways you can frame that story to people. You can be like, hey, here's a story about the time I punched Dusty. Or, hey, here's a story about the time Dusty left me at a 7-Eleven. Or, hey, here's the time I got drunk on a plane with Dusty. Or, here's the time I took Mike Mike Graham's spot on an airplane. There's like four different ways you can sell that story. Holy shit! How I sell the story is I suck a bunch of Dusty is because this was in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. All the way up until, God bless him, I love Dusty. And he was my mentor, my complete mentor in the wrestling business all my whole career to him. Uh, when he came to ECW for, you know, a couple of shows, yeah. he said, hey, you ain't going to sucker punch me tonight. He said that of WCW <laughs> once in a while. Once in a while. He just said every time I've seen him, but once in a while, he's, hey, finds the baby. You ain't going to sucker punch me, are you tonight, baby? I said, no, sir. <laughs> so that's why I know the word sucker punch Dusty. Hey, is the first time. Is that is that your first do, Is that your first Dusty impression on a podcast? Uh, kind of, you know, this stuff is so good. And I think everybody has a dusty impression. I yeah, think he's got that voice. People of the internet, another week of getting worked is coming gone. It was a lot of fun this week talking about Dusty Rhodes, my favorite promo, and the story where Fonzie punched him in the face. But once again, that one's on Fonzie, that one's not on me. You guys can go follow Fonzie. Uh, you can follow him at, at Alfonso Bill on Twitter. Go check him out there. Make sure you guys go support him. You can also follow me at Getting Worked on Twitter, at Getting Worked with Mike on Instagram. Show me some love. Follow your boy.
Make sure you guys like and subscribe this podcast, however you got it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, GettingWork.com. Show our boys at Manscaped some love. Use the promo code GETTING20 for 20% off of free shipping. Shout out once again, same as every motherfucking week, to Platinum Max Caster for the theme music at the beginning and the end of this episode. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys once again with another episode of Getting Worked. We'll see you next week. We got drunk. We marked out. We'll see you next week. This is Platinum Max signing off. Getting Worked. There's no G in Get. Except for the first G, of course. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. At the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP, getting worked. Out, getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. Getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. Getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. Getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked.